and welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 56 of the Lace Mouth Podcast. I'm Steve Ellsworth. I'm Brett Dubuff. And everyone in the Metropolitan Division is going on a winning streak, it seems, these days. Uh, the Flyers, uh, their 10-game win streak just ended, and yet they're still somehow fifth in the Metro. How does that, that happen? Well, yeah. we'll uh, dissect uh, the Metro Division in its entirety. Uh, fitting into our poll of the week, which has to do with winning streaks as well, Um Speaking of winning streaks, Minnesota also on a roll. Calgary, since the return of Johnny Hockey, they've also gone on a roll. Chad Johnson's playing well. We'll dissect them. Uh, team who hasn't been playing well is Tampa Bay. Are they for real? Uh, we'll discuss in the Are They For Real segment. Also, plenty of suspensions, injuries, and Bruins sends news. Uh, and um, also going to be breaking uh, some trends towards the tail end of the podcast. We're going to do something we have haven't done before and that's probably record the next episode on a friday but before we get to all that a quick shout out to all the players past and present who have worn number 56 in the nhl the most popular on this list is sergey zubov who uh, wore that number uh during uh, much of his time with the dallas stars uh, claude Giroux, marco dano eric Halla, nikita kucherov michael matheson timu polkinen uh they all have won uh, they've worn this number as well uh, Claude Drew and um, Nikita Kucherov, they wore it for about a year. So, um, But Hala and Dano, they've worn it for a couple of years. Matheson, a rookie this year, wears it. Uh, Timu Polkanen, in his first couple of years with the Red Wings, he wore this number as well. So to all of them, uh, all NHLers past and present who have worn number 56, this podcast is for you. It's time to lace them up. Here's Brett and Steve. So uh, we're back. Um, it's exciting. Um, a lot of stuff. Yeah, a lot of stuff has happened since we've uh, since we last had an episode. Um, mostly, the Metropo- Metropolitan Division has decided to start winning a lot. Um, I guess they've always started winning. Um, it's, you know, it's usually They're the Penguins. Just winning more than they have. Yeah, they've just been winning more than they have. The Rangers, the Penguins, and the Capitals are always top of the class. But this time, the Blue Jackets and the Flyers decided to join them in their um, pursuit. So, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about them. I think it's fair to say now that the Metropolitan is now the toughest division um, in the league. Um, this year, and it's undisputed. Like, yeah, it's, no one comes this year. Close. It's like the central division is kind of there, but um, it's yeah, you can't even make an argument anymore. Um, Metropolitan is the the division that's the toughest, um, which is interesting because it used to be you know it used to be I guess all the power has gone to the east now. Um, it used mm-hmm. to be like. The West is all the things. And, like, the Atlantic Division isn't uh, that far off either. Um, no, all, all of their teams are above 500 right now at the time we're talking. Uh, so that's that's pretty good. And yep. the Sabres, who are dead last in the Atlantic, they're 5-3-2 and two in their last 10. Right. So um, not exactly slouches either. Yeah, I think, let me just look here quickly. Yeah, only New Jersey... Um, and the Islanders are the only teams in the Eastern Conference to have a losing record. 
Well, uh, to not have a above 500 record, Devils are 12, 12, and 6. And the Islanders are two games below 500. Buffalo's 12, 11, and 7. Yep, yeah. But uh, Dev- Devils are 12, 12, and 6. Islanders uh, are 11, 13, and 6. They're oh, the yeah. only two teams in the and they're not right do- And they're not even that far off from 500. Yeah, with, with, without a winning record. They're yeah, 500 yeah. or slightly below that. Yeah. So... That's right. how strong the Eastern Conference is. We keep reminding people because we should, because we haven't yeah. seen. Not Eastern because we uh, follow the Eastern Conference, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it, we have to let people know that it's the Eastern Conference has the power now. Um, the flyer, but anyways, we're gonna talk about all these winning streaks that kind of ended on Saturday, but. Um, I guess we can start with the one current one right now, because by the time you're listening to this, they may uh, not have this one. So, uh, but the Blue Jackets have a eight-game winning streak, um, and even still, they have uh, their third in their division still because of the Penguins um, and the uh, Rangers keep on winning, but. Um, and they're three points behind both teams. And they're too. three points behind both teams, even if they have this winning streak, which you would think, um, we'll talk about Philly in a second, but you would think that because they have such this, like this large winning streak, you'd think they'd make some ground, but nope, they're still third. They were third before the streak, and now they're, they're third still. Um, but yeah, I think um, we were going to discuss this last episode, but I think we just dropped it, but... Uh, torts, we talked because we had a lot to talk about. Yeah, exactly. Um, torts for uh, Jack Adams is that uh, is that a thing? <laughs> he's he's one he's one win away, and I believe they play Vancouver tonight, uh, uh, Sunday yeah. night or Monday night. Uh, but no, they play way, tonight. He could, he's, they he's play at four. Uh, sorry, they play at four right uh, today. Okay, so they play this afternoon. Anyways. Yep. Uh, one win away from 500 career coaching wins for John Tortorella. Quite fitting, if you were, to get it done mm. against Vancouver, who uh, uh, are doing anything but winning right now. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's a topic for another Yeah, I know. I'm sure um, Vancouver yeah, would like love to he, beat he this team. Streak. Um, I, I honestly, I think a big reason for this team's success, and we saw – how bad this team was last year without a healthy and dangerous Sergei Bobrovsky in the lineup. Yep. He's healthy, he's dangerous, and he's winning right now. He's only given up one goal in six of his last eight starts. Yeah, he's been good. <laughs> only one goal in six of his last eight. In each of those eight starts, no more than two goals. That's yeah. absolutely astounding. The last time he gave up more than three in one game, back on November 14th against the Blues, and they won that game 8-4. to four. Yep. So, uh, and, and it's and it's just everyone's picking it up. I mean, yeah. Cam Atkinson, five-game point streak, three goals and five assists. They're gelling together at a pretty good time. And then Sam Gagne, of all people, I think you yeah. probably have his numbers. I Sam do. Gagne is really having a great year. Yeah, he has uh, ten points in the streak. Um, he's now their leading goal scorer with 13 goals and something like that. But yeah, I was about to mention that. It's like, I don't know how long Sam Gagne is going to last here, but, or like, you know, have this, he doesn't really have a streak, I would say, but he, um, he has five goal. he has six goals, um, in this streak. Um, but, uh, 
and four assists. Um, but uh, so ten points overall. But yeah, I don't know how long he's gonna do. But I, I'm I'm kind of happy for him because he's you know he was he's been kind of a journeyman. He wasn't really what he was expected to be in um, in Edmonton. He had um, that eight point game, but that's about as good as it got. Yeah, and then he went. Yeah, he had that eight point game. Um, then he went to uh, you know Arizona. He didn't really do so well there. Then he went to the Flyers. He did even worse there. And now it's yeah. like it's like a resurgence for him here in uh, Columbus. So um, good for him. Kinda, it's kind of like a similar yeah. journey to what Devin Dubnik was going through before he went to Minnesota. Mm. And we'll talk a bit about Devin Dubnik <laughs> later in the show. But it, it's just it's just remarkable. Yeah. Great to see for a guy like Sam Gagne. Yeah, exactly. Really deserving. I think that that's really why I wanted to shout him out because he. Uh, yeah. uh, well, not only because I have him on my team, but. Um, <laughs> But yeah, he. I have zero uh, to love his blue jackets. I'm like, yeah, not not me. not just because of that. I'm not biased at all. But uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but I I hope I hope for his sake that he keeps it up. Um, and also it would help my fantasy team a bit. Um, yeah, this team is de- is so good depth wise. I yeah. think you know mine yeah, is a couple c- of core guys. If one guy's not rolling, then someone else is. We kind of called it early in the season that we thought that this team could do it if all these different things happens and you know Felino is starting to play well. Uh I guess Dubinsky's not there, but Brandon Saad is like pretty good yeah. too, so um I, I, I all these things are working for them. Yeah, I said at this team at the beginning of the year and I think you agreed with me. Yep. If they were healthy and they had a healthy Sergei Bobrovsky. Yeah, and Tor- they were my dark horse team. Yeah, they're gonna play. They'd be at least a wild card contender. Yep. Um. Yeah. I, I didn't. I'll, I'll admit I didn't expect them to be this good, but they were my dark horse team. So, um, I deserve a little bit of the credit. But yeah, they might be like one. Of, I feel like they're one of those teams. Like every year, like last year was the. Um, was this last year? A couple of years ago, there was the Flames that everyone doubted throughout the entire year. A couple of years ago was the Colorado yeah, Avalanche. 2015, yeah. yeah, so like I feel like they're this this year's like team where everyone doubts, and then um, you know, um, like the, I think their uh, their like advanced stats aren't going so well either. So um, it's one of those things where like they're they're on a fight for. Um, if they're actually good or not, um, and See, people I, are just think, waiting for I them think to the fall. Thing with the Calgary Flames is they were young and, yep. and probably a bit inexperienced, and and they were just you know trying, the Panthers uh, last trying year was... to find their their way a little bit, and, yep. and they had to deal with some tough teams in their division. And Columbus had to deal with a lot of tough yep. teams in their division, and they also had to deal with so many injuries, like a key injury to Mark yep. Giordano. No, I agree with that. Late part of the season, you thought that would sink the ship, but it didn't. Yep. I don't think it's the same with Columbus in that sense. I think Columbus, if they if Torts got this team playing, they are good on paper. They yep. just needed to go out there and prove it. And, and I think proving your- I think that's also why people doubt them because you saw Torts in the World uh, Championship, yeah. World, um, World Cup. I mean. Um, yeah. and like people are just saying like, oh, Torts is the reason that we lost. And now all of a sudden he's like, <laughs> he's proving them all wrong. He might win the Jack Adams. So, um, yeah. Um, yeah, coaches like John Tortorella, they can be very successful yep. for a couple of years and then just have one really bad yeah. year and everyone's harping on. Um, yeah, I just, I think it's more the, um, oh my God, Jimmy Hayes just scored. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wow. Um, okay, uh, just just yeah. just uh, so we keep the fans the loop. Brad's Bruins <laughs> are playing the LA Kings right now, and yeah. Jimmy Hayes just scored. Well, because well, we're gonna. I I'm sorry to digress here, but uh, we're gonna talk about this. But Pasternak has an elbow surgery, so they move Claude moved Jimmy Hayes up to the first line, and all these like fans that I was talking to online were saying like this is like the worst move of all time, and he just scored. Well, so far. Yeah. Um. Anyways, my point was is that. Uh, yeah, people were taught, like, I didn't, like, in his time in Vancouver, I think it was, it was just a bad fit for him in, uh, in Vancouver, yeah. so, um, it's good for him, even though I don't really like the guy, but, um, good for him in that sense, um, for proving people wrong, um, hopefully they still get this winning streak going, but we'll see, um, we'll start, we'll go with the next team. Uh, the Flyers, uh, they had a 10-game winning streak, but it ended on Saturday versus Dallas. Um, and again, this is going to be a common theme. Even though they still had a 10-game winning streak, they're still in fifth place in their division. Um, but only four points back. But only four oh. points back. Um, still crazy. Uh, yeah, still crazy, though. Um, but yeah, um... The we talked about Sam Gagne again for the Blue Jets. Um, Four check has been really good in in the month of December. Uh, thir- thir- sorry, thirteen points in um in December. That's nine games. Um, he's uh you know last year he was uh he wasn't he was kind of he kind of took a step back, but I guess he's now he's find his way and um he's been pretty good now. So. Uh, he has 30 point, 33 points overall. Um, yeah, he's been pretty good. Um, and it's not, and it's not just him. Yeah. Uh, Steve I mean, Mason. You look at Braden. You look at Braden Chen. He's got six of his first nine goals on the season in the month of December. That included, yep. uh, I believe, his and, first career hat trick. Uh, seven game stretch that dates back to December fourth. Wayne Simmons has registered a point in five of those seven games. He has sixteen goals on the season. Uh, in his first nine December games, Captain Claude Giroux got 10 points, only all pointless on three occasions. Steve Mason, though, has really stepped up his game over the last few weeks. He's won eight consecutive starts, or he had won eight consecutive starts during that streak. Uh, didn't give up three goals or more. Or get, uh, Robert Grammer didn't give up more than three goals um, in all but two of those starts. So the Flyers' slow start, to be clear, was not because they couldn't score. And they're winning today because they can minimize the damage and keep the puck out of their own net. That's what they had trouble with. And now that they're playing good defense, they're winning more than they're losing. Right, yeah. And I, I don't I think also Ivan Provorov's been pretty good. Um, yeah. Ghost Bear is finally picking it up again. So, um, yeah, I think it, like, you know, Claude Giroux's been good too. So. Um, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where all these thing, all these players are working together now, and um, they're all like a cohesive unit now. So yeah, um, everyone's chipping in. All everyone's lines. chipping in. Yeah. Um, I feel like I feel bad that we're not. We spent so much more attention to the Blue Jackets, even though the Flyers had a ten game winning streak. But um, I guess here we are. Um, it should also be mentioned that Anthony Stolarz has yeah. got two his first two NHL wins uh, during that ten game win streak. All right, so that's, yeah, that's, that's another that's thing. That's pretty good too when you when you have a guy who hasn't played much in this league come in and and uh, get a couple of wins for you. That's huge for your team confidence. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, without Michael Neuber too, he's injured. So. Yeah. Um, right. So I guess I guess I'll go to the next team. Um, so we were gonna. Start, I was gonna start this uh, episode off with just talking about Crosby and how he's finally, or how he's just back. And it's. I guess it's not really a surprise that he's back, but. Uh, you know he's actually scoring goals because he's usually he usually just does assists or has more assists than goals. But he's now the leading goal scorer in the NHL with 21 points. Um, but it's uh, it's interesting that he uh, so they had a they had a seven game winning streak that that ended on Friday. Um, I'm blanking on who they played. Yeah, they lost to LA one nothing yeah. in overtime, and then last night they lost. Uh, last night Saturday night, so they, they lost two one to the Leafs also in overtime. So they have so a, they have a point in nine straight games. Uh, Crosby has twelve points in December, um, and that's nine games. Um, hold on, I'm looking at how many goals that was. That was six goals. Um, that was six I goals in December. Uh, well, on the season, he has 21 goals. Um, 26 games, yeah. Yeah, in 26 games. So he's on pace for 61 goals um, if he goes at this rate. But um, yeah, it so is... Stamco yeah, I just want to say that we're... I mean, if you didn't realize that we're watching a living legend, we are watching a leg- living legend. Like, like the, the fact that he's doing this in his 11th year in the league... And he's 29 years old. It's just, it's just fascinating. Like it's almost like he, like he looks at McDavid and just says, like, you know what? I still have it. I can, I can, you know, I can figure this out. So he's like, he has 34 points. He's third in the league in points. Um, McDavid has 39. Um, you know, he has more goal. He has a lot more goals though. Uh, 21 goals. But it's, it's just like. I don't know, it's it's just crazy because it's like um, he's just been in the league forever now. And, I mean, it, it isn't surprising to say, but it's just, um, it's just like, really uh, good to see. I feel like the league is better when Crosby is doing well. Um, yeah. And it's, and it's, yeah. And it's like all these, like, goals are, like, um, are, like, you know, crazy basically like yeah, he it easy, yeah it? it makes it looks easy like he had to like like uh, he had one goal where he uh hit it from like like mid-air, mid-air. mid-air yeah it was, it was it was nuts so um yeah if you're if you're watching if you can watch as many penguins games as you can because um Sidney Crosby is good. Um, if yeah, you haven't well, especially noticed. <laughs> when his career is winding down. Yeah. You, know, you don't, you well, don't that, really realize, you know, yeah. how, much, how much time this guy has left. I mean, yeah, he's yeah. 29. But the first that's my point, his really. career went by pretty quickly, you know. Yeah. And, and I don't think he's back, but he's proven he's still the best. Well, yeah, I mean, I think he's back. He's, he's still the best. You look at Conor yeah. McDavid. Everything Conor McDavid does, everyone's captivated. And you know why I don't think too many people are as captivated as uh, when they see Sidney Crosby do something great, because they've seen it before. Yeah. When Connor McDavid does, they're just like, man, that kid has some serious skill. Crosby has been there, done that, every single thing you can imagine he's probably done. The only thing he hasn't done is win a Memorial Cup. That's it. A- any <laughs> other thing that he could possibly do in the yeah. game of hockey, uh, he's, he's done. done. And it's yeah. just, 
remarkable to see. We are seeing a living legend in the making, yep. and um, he, he just continues to prove his doubters right. wrong every game, and he's playing at his best right now. Yeah, and I like, like usually his counterpart, Ovechkin, um, is usually right behind him, but Ovechkin's tied for seventh in goals right now. Um, which isn't terrible, of course, but it's not like what we're used to with Ovechkin. But like you, would, my point, my whole point is, is that you would think that Crosby would be declining right now, but um, no, he's the leading goal scorer right now and third in points. Um, so um, yeah, exactly. So just when you have a chance, watch Sidney Crosby because uh, uh, there's in our lifetime we're probably never going to see a guy like that again. Other than, I guess, McDavid, but um, yeah. he has a couple of things to do before he gets to that level. Um, yeah. yeah, but the Penguins have been good, too. They're leading the, the division in the East for that. Um, let's see here. Oh, yeah, I have Washington had had a six-game winning streak. Uh, that ended on Saturday First Montreal. Um, I believe they're fourth in the division, um, but it's kind yeah, of, they're, they're, yeah, they're, uh, they're fourth. They're with Philly with 41 yeah. points. Um, and, but and that's, to, be fair, and to yep. be fair to the Washington Capitals, Carey Price is apparently since 2014, at some point in 2014, yeah. he's 28-1-1 and one or some ridiculous stat like that in Saturday night games. So, um, they, they haven't been able to beat Carey Price on a Saturday night game. Frankly, nobody has, right. except two teams. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, although I, I was watching NHL Network, uh, the other day and apparently Carey Price like gave, uh, he was taken out in the game on Friday and he was like, he was giving stares to the entire bench or whatever. He He was just like, he he did not look happy. No, it's unusual for him, but, um, I think he is, I guess he figured stuff out, um, in this game. Well, it's, it's nice to, it's nice to see. You know, someone show up a little bit of emotion. You saw, yeah. you saw Conor McDavid and Brandon Manning go at oh, it. Yeah, yeah. And, and you, I'd never seen Conor McDavid uh, get uh, emotional, at least in his NHL days. I've seen it a couple of times in his OHL yeah. career, but everyone at some point, you know, reached a breaking point and and they just show a little bit of emotion. But you know what? It's how you respond from that emotion, and Price responded beautifully. Yeah. Uh, but the Capitals, like you said, six game winning streak. That's nothing to sneeze at. Slowly returning to the dominant club that we saw last year. The play of Marcus Johansson has also improved significantly. Um, You look at a guy two years ago, recorded a career best 47 points, has 22 points in 30 games this year, including 12 goals. Uh, His career high for goals in a year was 20. And um, I also believe he set that two years ago, or maybe it was last year. In any case, he's on pace for 25 to 30 goals this year. And that's huge considering that you look at Evgeny Kuznetsov, he hasn't been put, uh, put yeah, he's been good at, now. Uh, at, at the pace that I, I think most people were expecting to see from him this year. So it's good news for Barry Trotz when you see guys like Marcus Johansson step up for you. Um, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, Kuznetsov has finally picked it up. Um, he's probably not going to make the same cold to- point total that he had last year, but um, it's nice to see that he's... It's not, not a, like a wasted season, and he's not like a flash in the pan kind of guy. Um, they also have TJ Oshie back, yeah. back in the lineup too, which is huge. Yeah, it's huge. Um, then the Rangers. We'll talk about the Rangers. Lastly, 
Um, they didn't have any streaks, but they're still second in their division. Um, however, the big news here was that Anti-Ranta started a lot of their games um, for for them, um, which m- might have meant that uh, Lundquist is out the door. Um, but nope. I mean, I guess, I guess, uh, of all the job securities, I guess Lundquist is probably the safest of everyone, but, um, but yeah, so Ranta played, started four games having said that, um, and he did pretty well actually, but then, um, but Lundquist played, um, Lundquist played the last two. He had a shutout against Dallas on Thursday and then he beat the uh, Predators on Saturday, 2-1 to one in a shoot, shootout. He plays the Devils tonight. I assume he's starting. But, yeah. The, I, um, well, because it's a back-to-back, yeah. I would think they get the ball, uh, they get the ball to Antti Ranta. And I, yeah. I wouldn't blame him. Because oh, after yeah, good giving point. Up four, after giving up four goals against the Sharks in his Rangers debut, he hasn't given up more yeah. than three goals since. Right. The 12 so, that have I was fallen. about to mention, uh, yeah, the uh, – uh, Ranta started four games in a row. He yeah. only gave up two goals in that game. So, in those four games. So, um, that's pretty good. Um, <laughs> that also included back-to-back yeah. shutouts. Right, right. The Blackhawks do what they always do and ruin everything. And the uh, the Devils, yeah. Although the Black that Blackhawks game was in overtime. So, it was his former yeah, team, he too. Faced the, he should mention, he faced the Blackhawks, I think, twice. He did, yeah. And that, that was his former team. Um, so, the well. fact that they were able to get three out of a possible yeah. four points with their backup, that's pretty good. Yeah, and it's like, in this day and age, it's, you know, you need a good backup. So, um, yeah. Especially so, if you're King Hendrick yeah. and you relied yeah. on him heavily exactly. for so many years. So, yeah, right? those on you. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's a that does wonders for a team like that. Um, so it's like good to know that you can rely on you have a reliable backup now when in case like Lundqvist gets hurt or something like that. You're yeah, I, you're ready I, I to go. I think that's what they were trying to avoid. I think they want to get him as much rest as they can because they know their playoff window, their Stanley Cup championship window, it's closing and it's yep. closing fast. And they need a good, healthy Henrik Lundqvist in the net. And they need to really manage his minutes this year. I really yep. do believe that. Yeah, and I agree with that. I, you know, when Anti Ranta starts four games, the knee-jerk reaction is, oh man, King Henrik must be going out. The right. expansion draft is looming. They're going to give him yeah, They're yeah. going to try and uh, trade him for like three or four right. draft picks or two really good prospects and two really good draft picks. I mean, but then you're like, well, this is silly. This is Henrik we're talking about. Yep. But then we're, then then you realize how silly that is because you're like, well, this is King Henrik we're talking about, you know? I mean, not like, they're, they're, uh, Alan Vigneault, I think is being wise. He's, he's, he's giving anti Ranta a chance to show what he's got when he have both goalies rolling and they're rolling on hot streaks. That, that does wonders for your team. And I, I really like, um, I really like where the Rangers stand right now. There was a lot of doubts, you know, with the departure yeah. of, of Keith Tiandl and Dan Boyle, you know, where that would leave their defense. Nick Holden, who they traded for at last check, he had 12 points. Maybe that point total has gone up, but that's awfully, I think, a lot better numbers than what people were expecting out of a guy like Nick yeah, Holden. Yeah, he's so been good. It's, sure. it's, it's pretty good when you have um, the new faces, Brady, uh, Brady Shea, um, a rookie on this team, he's been playing pretty well for them as well. So when you have different guys stepping up on different nights, 
um, it, it's really a testament to this team, how good they are, and how good of a coach Alain Vignola is. Yeah, Nick Holden has 15 points, by the way. There um, you go. The... Uh, so we're just going to leave this topic um, with just this one fact. In the last 10 games, the 10 teams that we talked about, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, Columbus, New York, the Rangers, um, and Washington, they have a combined last 10 games of a 30. Their record is 38-8-4. Um, so, um, yeah, <laughs> um, I'm not sure. If Columbus can keep it up, I know I'm a doubter, but um, it is, uh, I guess, but we can uh, include them in the list of the top teams in that um, division with uh, Philadelphia, too. The Flyers can stay on this kind of a role, given their struggles earlier in the year. Uh, I think they're going to be good to average, average to good. Um, yeah. for the rest of the year, but I, I think this, looking back, this 10-game win streak is going to be huge for this team. I actually, not, we no, should have done the Flyers if they're for real or not, because I actually, I think the I think the Flyers are for real. Um, I think they do, they do have enough, like, their defense is finally um, good enough to be, like, to have that, um, you know, to have a streak and start winning games, and um, yeah, I, I like what I'm seeing from them. But if the defense and Steve Mason can keep it up, because yeah. if they're not on their game, this team is probably going to lose uh, more than they should. But you can I say that about every Mason team. But yeah. def- if Steve Mason and their defense can hold the fort, I think they're going to be fine. Columbus, I think they can keep it up so long as Bobrovsky is healthy. Yep. Washington, New York, and Pittsburgh, I think they're Yeah, we've good. already seen what they can do, so they just have to keep on doing that. But yeah, um I, I think I think Philadelphia of like those two teams I think of the between Philadelphia and Columbus I think Philadelphia has the best chance of keeping it up um, but yeah um, that takes us to a poll of the week which team will have the streak the longest um, will have this winning streak the longest so at the time the Flyers had a ten game a nine game winning streak hold on let me get this up. The Flyers had a nine-game winning streak. I believe the Penguins had a six-game winning streak. The Jackets had seven-game winning streak, and the Flames, which we'll talk about in a bit, had a six-game winning streak. Um, it turns the out were the first to go. Yeah, the Flames were the first to go. Um, the Flyers had ten. The Penguins had seven. The Jackets now have eight. Um, but um, but. Yeah, so it looks like the Jackets, I guess, won this uh, vote. Like, the Jackets technically win streak. Yeah, they won. If that was the case, then the Jackets would win the poll. But the question I saw is, which team will have the longest streak? No, well, I said which which winning streak will last the longest. So that's still... In that sense, if Columbus can't get to 10 games, Philly wins this poll. Yep. Either way, the majority of the voters voted for the Penguins here, so uh, they lost um, that. But, um, yeah. Uh, But, yeah, I don't know. It was just a fun thing to do. Um, I knew knew it was likely none of those were going to last throughout when we started recording, because I think I did this poll on Wednesday, but um, it was was an interesting one, I guess. Here, um, 
we're, we were talking about um, the Flyers and are they for real. We're talking about two teams yep. right now on streaks. One not so good. The other very good. Well, I don't know. Are the Lightning? I thought the Lightning didn't they win yesterday? Oh no, they didn't win yesterday. Oh well, they're on a two-game losing streak, but they're not like tech. They're technically on a losing streak, but well, see, <laughs> at the end of the day, Nikita Kucherov, Jonathan Drouin, and all those players they can be dominant at this level. Yeah. but their team play since the final days in November hasn't been near as good as it December. needs to be in order to win. I checked uh, their last nine games; they've only won two. Yeah, that's and true. It's yeah, just a game over five hundred. And you hate to pin all the blame on Ben Bishop, and I'm not going to because you win as a team, you lose as a team. But Ben right. Bishop has not been at his best. 9-10-2 in his first 21 starts, 2.82 GAA, seen the GAA much better than that. Um, during a two-game stretch versus Vancouver and Calgary in which he faced a combined 42 shots, seven of them went uh, somehow yeah. got by him. And in his first six starts of the year, I know, beginning of the season, but he gave up three or more goals in all but one of those six starts and four or more goals in three of those six starts. Uh, they don't need a coaching change. They're good as they are. This team just needs to flat out wake up. Yeah, that's true. They're slowly fading. They're slowly fading, especially if one of those teams in the Atlantic not named Montreal catches fire. Um, and you look at all of the strong teams in the Atlantic division or uh, in the Metro division, sorry. And, and you look at all the, the teams that are on Tampa Bay's tail, like, if, yeah. if they continue to struggle, they could be dead last in the Eastern Conference. It's I, tough to see. I, I wouldn't go that far, because they're still, they're, still they're tied for fourth place right now. Um, but, having said that, uh, they have 33 points. Um, I can just list them up right now. So, besides Montreal, who's weighing the head, lead in the Atlantic. Ottawa has 37 points. Boston has 35 points. Tampa and Florida both have 33 points. Detroit has 32. And Toronto and Buffalo have 31. So yeah, you're right. They could be dead last right now. However, um, and they don't have Stamkos. Kucherov's going to be gone for a bit, um, as we'll mention in a bit. But I think, yeah, you're right. They do have to pick it up, but they still also have the big, the most depth of anyone in the in the league. Um, so, um, but you're right. Like guys like um, Tyler Johnson and Truan, and um, I think Palat is also injured too. So maybe not him, but like Nemistikov, those guys need to pick it up. Hedman's been pretty good too uh, for them, but yeah. Um, yeah, he's been great for them. Um, but yeah, they kind of need Stamkos and Kucherov and they don't have him. So I think that's what it all depends on. And I, I don't like, I know that there's this Bishop Vasilevsky and like goalie controversy, but neither one has been that great, um, so far as of late. So, um, so it's like really either, either player can, uh, can take the lead there and be the starting goalie, but um, they may not be, um, I don't know, they may not have a playoff div- uh, playoff spot like they usually do. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, you yeah. look at the Carolina Hurricanes, they have the same amount of points as we're talking as yep. Tampa Bay does. The and Islanders seven. are dead last in the East, are only five points behind them. Yep. And so, again, when you look at how strong the Metro is and you look how strong the Atlantic right. is, 
there it's very it's very hard to find a room for a playoff spot for a team like Tampa Bay right now. Yep. And a game above five hundred, it's you know, with all the injuries they've had, you know, that's decent, but just not good enough yep. right now. Um, yeah, I guess you could make a case that the Atlantic is tougher than the Metro just because it's all, like, close together like this, but... Um, and, and that should concern the Bruins in the sense, too, yep. because the Lightning are four points back at the sense and only two back of Boston. So if yep. you take... If, if, if you uh, take out... Uh, if, the mo- if the Lightning move to third place, one of those teams all of a sudden is behind everyone right. else in the Metro Division and out of a playoff spot. Yeah. So that's the danger of being in the Atlantic Division in this right. case. Right, but you, I mean, you can say that about every division, but yeah. Um, well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, no, you're right. Uh, just teams have to keep on winning now. Um, this is when it's important. Um, speaking of that, uh, Minnesota has a seven-game winning streak. I th- believe we've done a Are They For Real for Minnesota before, yeah, so this is going to be our first team that we're going to talk about twice. We, we um, did, but, um, the first time we did this, there was like five or six teams we talked about, and Minnesota yeah. was one of them. And it was earlier in the season we talked about, you know, can Devin Dubnik keep this up? And yes. And Minnesota will keep this up, and they have. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, Eric Stahl, but like, it's even more so because Eric Stahl, Charlie Coyle, Nita Ryer, Mikhail Granlin have all been really good for them. Uh, Ryan Suter has taken a step back, more or less, but they also have Zach Parise back. Um, but, you know, Suter's still good, so um, they also have, they have a lot of depth, and I mean, it's not surprising because this is a Boudreaux team. Um, but I guess what is surprising is that do because usually Boudreaux's teams like they do really well in offense, but their you know their goalie allows a lot of points allows a lot of goals. So, um, but this time they have Dubnik who's uh, who's been on fire lately. He has a one point six two um, goals against average and a uh, nine forty seven save percentage. So he's probably um, I, I would say he leads the league in both of those stats. So he's probably the runner-up, or the uh, he's probably going to win the Vezina Trophy if he keeps this up. Um, wow, Carey Price isn't even in the goals against if, average. If thing Carey Price has anything to say about that, I don't know. But he's won well, six straight starts, two, given up two or fewer goals in all yep. of those starts, hasn't surrendered more than three once this year. Definitely a top five goalie in the league yeah. right now. I mean, you look at Henrik Lundqvist, Tuka Rask. Yeah. Devin Dubnik is playing like a top five goalie right now since the trade from Arizona to Minnesota. He's 74, 41, and 11. Yeah. So Devin Dubnik has earned the right to be a top five goalie in this league, yeah. and he's playing. I agree with that. I just wanted to mention, though, you did just say Carey Price. Uh, Carey Price is sixth in the league in uh, goal, lowest goal goals against average. Um and he's, uh, hold on, he's, uh... To be fair, though, that includes backup goalies, though. I yeah, mean, that does, but that's still, like, that's only, like, anti-Ranta and Matt Murray. Um, yeah, that's that's true. I mean, <laughs> it, it's 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 definitely, you know, if you look at guys like Harry Price, you know, they're... they're I mean, he, so that, I guess if you're... To be top five, if yeah. top five, top ten, and... In the big goaltending categories that everyone talks. About. Yeah, if you're not ta- if you're not talking, I mean, I guess if you count out those two, Antti Ranta and Matt Murray, 
Carey Price is second in save percentage, and he's um, fourth in goals against average. But um, I'm only talking about backup boys. I've only played in like two or three games, and have and only given up like. Okay, well then, games. then we'll count Matt Murray and Ante Ranta. So then, yeah, Carey Price is fourth I, 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 in save percentage. I, and I'm not saying, you know, that Matt Murray and Antti Rant aren't deserving of the best. No, I know. Carey Price is the proven number one goal. I know, I get that. I'm just, I'm just saying that um, it's not, it's not like, like when Carey Price won a couple of years ago, you know, it was clear cut that he was going to win, but now it's not so clear cut. It's really my point. Um, all right. Yeah. So Minnesota's, I guess we can say that they're for real. Um, now we go on to the rapid fire, uh, suspensions everywhere. Um, so Cody Eakin, speaking of uh, goalies, um, Cody Eakin gets five games for charging Henrik Lundqvist. Um, should I just go through all the suspensions and then we can just well, talk I'm, about I'm each one? Gonna, I'm just going to quickly, um, actually it says he was suspended four games for some oh. reason. I thought it was five games. Well, I maybe thought it was five initially too. That's what I thought I heard. Uh, I think five probably. Well, because he didn't play. Oh, it was four games. No, you're right. It's right. You're right. It's four games. Thanks for yeah, keeping me in check. He also got five in a game misconduct for that play. Yeah. I mean, King Henrik was bobbing the puck behind his net. Probably yep. better off staying in the net in hindsight. But Eakin, I think, had time. Had some time to lay off and duck out of the way. Instead, didn't slow down, and we all know what happened. Yeah. So. Um, I, definitely a multi-game suspension, I think, was justified there. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, although, we'll, we'll talk about this in the uh, in the Bruins-Habs game, Bruins game. Tuka Rask got lit up um, in overtime uh, by Tori Mitchell. So I thought Mitchell should have gotten suspended for that, but um, it's in Montreal, and they, uh, they don't care about that. So, in, in um, fact, in the Habs-Devils game... Um, yeah. I think it was last week. I I remember they were taking some runs of both Schneider and Price in that game. Yeah. So uh, the, you, you need to send a message to protect the goalies out there. True. And I think Cody Eakin was the scapegoat there because goalies were getting run over. A yeah, lot it's just like I as like a as a I know I'm being biased, but I feel like if you're gonna suspend people, that's fine for that. I agree, you should suspend people for hitting a goalie like that unprotected, but. Um, you know, you should be fair and start suspending other goalie hits like that. Um, now, so here's here's a question. There are a couple of things. Uh, are you going to talk about this in the Bruins Sense segment? Because I was thinking of asking you about this now while we're on the topic of suspensions. I saw this play of Tory Krug on Andrew Shaw. Yep. Do you think that was suspension worthy or no? I don't know. Um, I. I can see why, because it was like a hit through the head, but if you look at that again, um, the Shaw was leaning in, he was looking for the puck, he wasn't like, he like, there wasn't much that crew could do to uh, um, hit the head. But if you talk to a Habs fan, I'm sure they'll disagree. Yeah, they're probably going to say, oh, he totally just leaned his elbow into his head, knowing he'd be there, just bam. Yeah, and I think, I, I, but like, if you look at it, it's like, there was nothing that crew could do. He had to like, hit him in the head. Um, so, but, uh, I, I don't think it was suspendable. I do think though that the Rask hit, um, Mitchell should have been suspendable. And again, if you're going to talk to a Habs fan, they're going to say the opposite. 
Um, but um, Spe- uh, speaking of uh, yep. fan bias being put into question, <laughs> I'm just going to address this here. Um, it looked like. Well, can I can I can I just can I just oh. mention these before okay, you? Yeah. So Hoffman gets two games for cross-checking Couture. It looks like it was right. a head hunt um, from the back of the head. He gets two games. I think it should be more, but you're going to disagree with me. And Vlasic gets fined five thousand for spearing Carlson with a stick. Sorry, go on. <laughs> okay. So first off, Mike Hoffman. As soon as yep. I saw that play, I thought, yeah, it's suspended. And Couture gave him a slight cross check in the back a couple of seconds before the the dirty uh, cheap shot to the back of the head. And I think Hoffman deserves to get suspended for it. Yep. He doesn't get nothing on that play. He needs to get something. Uh, it was suspendable hit right off the play. I'm a bit yeah. surprised that he didn't get like something like five games. I'm yeah, I thought that that was only two games. Yeah, I thought but he was going to get five games, but I guess it's like Hoffman doesn't have a history with this thing, no, right? No, this is his first offense. Right, that's why it was so surprising. But I think that may have some place for it. But um, it's still like it might have been the dirtiest hit I've seen this season. So that's why I thought he would get five games at least, but. Um, it should also be noted yeah. that Couture played the following game True. on Friday against Montreal. That probably also had an effect on it, too. But, um, I mean, Lundqvist played after he got charged, but... Yeah, he actually um, came back into the game. So, I don't know if that has a factor to it, but I, I would have liked to see Hoffman get a little bit more than that, but, um, I don't know, yeah, I guess it's better than nothing. Yeah, I'm message, too. I've said it yep. before, time and time again. The NHL, in order to get rid of these plays, you need to send a message. Forget, right. you know, oh, he hasn't been suspended before. Yeah. Nonsense. Send a message. Yeah, send a message. I, yeah. I think they're a bit generous to Mike Hoffman. Yeah. Two games I think he was lucky to get away with. By the way, the Sens play back-to-back this weekend, so he'll be back in time for the Chicago game on Tuesday. Okay, So wow. perfect timing for Mike Hoffman. Uh it looked Let's, like Mark Edward Vlasic might have speared Eric Carlson in the throat. Yep. Uh, instead, he got a maximum fine of $5,000, no suspension. Uh, front, based on the fact there weren't any good angles to yeah, show you, whether or not he I don't know, I was thinking that, like... probably factored yeah. into the suspension, but the Sens fan and me and probably other people who are members of Sens Army probably thought he should have gotten at least a couple of games for that, um, considering especially that's what started the whole chippiness there. Yeah. But, it's tough to see. It was like when I was like looking at the video. It's like tough to see because it was so far out that you couldn't really see what was going on. You just you could just see that Vlasic hit him in with a stick. That was pretty much yeah, it. Yeah, and uh, so and, and yeah, Boucher thought there should have been a penalty. There wasn't a penalty. On yeah, as well. So maybe again the the, the lack of clear cut evidence maybe played into Mark Edward Vlasic's uh, favor there, but. Uh, Kyle Turris uh, ends up getting a, a couple of instigators uh, for going after Mark Edward Vlasic. And I mean, after that, you know, being a good teammate, you do what you got to yep. do. Um, you have to. But anyway, it is what it is on that sense. So uh, there Wait. were a couple of things that happened in that sense. Sharks game yep. that uh, did that Taylor could have done a better job of, but yeah, we're just armchair quarterbacks. Did that Taylor Hall hit happen in our two weeks? I think it did, right? Remember that Taylor Hall hit on that uh, Vancouver Canucks guy um, a couple um, weeks ago? Oh, Larson. Yeah, Larson. 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 Yeah, he was he was concussed. Right, but nothing uh, happened to that stretcher released from hospital. I think that happened within our two weeks. Yeah, yeah, uh, but nothing happened to Hall because I guess that was a clean hit. But yeah, Hall wasn't suspended. So yeah, 
Um, I, I thought the interesting thing about that one was that, like, Markstrom had to, like, make sure no one was going to step on Larson. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that that drives me crazy too. Yeah. I mean, you get skates and sticks, you know, just flying by his head. The guy's unconscious, guys. Right. Like, settle it after the, <laughs> just sell it on the next face off. Don't yeah, right. just like knee jerk reaction. Like, no, I know. No. Um, yeah, that was kind of crazy, yeah, but it was. Crazy. I I I gotta give a uh, uh, a hand to Markstrom for uh, thinking about that right away instead yeah. of it getting overhand, uh, out of hand. Um. We go to, uh, so speaking of injuries um, and fights, uh, let's go to uh, injury reports here. Um, Latang has a lower body. It appears that he's day-to-day, but this seems to be an annual thing for him um, where yeah, he gets he, injured. Uh, his second 82-game season will have to wait a little longer. He's only done, uh, he's only played in a full slate of NHL games in the regular season, 82-game season, only has one of those in his Yep. Uh, Galchenyuk and DeHarnay are out with knee injuries. They're both in dev- They both have indefinite returns. Um, yeah, for at least six weeks. And what's even more, uh, what's even more of a scare for the Hats is Shea Weber had to leave last night's win over Washington oh, I didn't even know after that. blocking a shot from Dmitry Orlov. How does it feel, Shea Weber? Usually, <laughs> you're the one delivering those cannons of a shot uh, right. towards the other defenders. So he was on the receiving end of one of those. Uh, he did return, I believe, later in the game. So that's good news for them. Yep. And you know what? Uh, the Habs are not too concerned when you pummel the Habs 10-1. to 1. Right. So uh, without Galchenyuk and Dayarnay in that game, uh, I think the Habs proved uh, that uh, they can do just fine without them. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think they'll be okay. It is. I think Galchenyuk was one of their guys that was like was one of the reasons why they they have such a big lead. Um, yeah, close to a point per division. game. Yeah, he points per game. Point. He's finally doing well, but um, yeah, I, it's going to be tough for them. But I think they'll be able to do well without them. Uh, Kucherov has a lower body injury. Um, he's day to day, and we just talked about the Lightning. They kind of need him in their lineup, but um, he's day to day as as now. Uh, so they have more excuses if uh, if the Lightning do in fact not make the playoffs. Um, and I also, think also fatigue over the last couple of playoff runs right. is slowly catching up to them too. Yeah, um, I also mentioned this briefly, uh, but uh, Pasternak has an elbow surgery, um, so he, they say that he's going to be out for two games. Um, he's day to day, but it is sad um, because he was he's. Second in goals right now, um, but uh, at least it's better to have have this surgery to get this out of the way before, um, before we we actually need it and it's something and, bigger and, and, and before we actually need them. That procedure only missed yep. a couple of games, so the exactly. Bruins are hoping it's the same case for Pasternak. Yeah, speaking of which, uh, Jimmy Hayes was a uh, um, is now taking his spot on the top line, which is kind of crazy because he hasn't. He hadn't like he's only scored like two goals, um, and he just got his uh, third. So, um, although actually I think it no that was his second. He just scored his second um, today. So um, yeah, one nothing at knows. the end of one. By the way, yeah. So yeah, it's it's another it's another tale of um, Bruins fans versus Claude fans or Claude Julian because 
Bruins fans think they know what they're talking about, um, but I guess we don't. So, um, and lastly, uh, Johnny Goudreau returned to the lineup. Um, it was in fact he announced that he was returning the like hour, like mere hours after we finished recording our last recording. Yeah. Um, he uh, then they went on like this uh, six-game winning streak. Um, and, or not six game winning streak, but they had won six, they had won two games and then they had a six game winning streak. Um, they're looking good. Uh, he has 10 points in those six games that he's and been his back. his first four games back, I should also mention, he had yeah. multi-point performances. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. He had two-point performances. Uh, the Flames are now 4-2-0 and oh in his return. Uh, they lost their last two games, but um, yeah. So uh, Johnny Goudreau's back. It's a good uh, uh, energy for them in their lineup. Um, but yeah, they're back. Um, yeah, and prior to sense. that, uh, to those two straight losses, Jack Johnson had won six straight starts and had a GPA below two during that streak. So he yeah. has continued his strong play as well. Chad Johnson, but yeah, yeah, Chad uh, Johnson. Um, what does concern me though is that they're they're now losing. I think they lost. Didn't they lose by a lot the last two games? Uh, uh, well, to be fair, they their last loss came against Columbus. Hold on. Uh, so let me just, that, was a okay. four, that was a four to one final, and they lost six three to Tampa. Right, they lost six three to Tampa. And they lost four to one to Columbus, so they they've lost a lot of goals. So maybe maybe this is the start of Chad Johnson not being as good as we thought he was. But um, yeah, but uh, they've also we'll given see. up two goals or more in five of the last. Uh, just taking a look: one, two, three, four. Uh, in five of the last six periods, they've given up two goals in a period. Well, so. um, all right, let's go to the Bruins send segment. I think last, I guess we're going to have to try to jam, uh, two weeks, uh, for both these teams somehow, but, um, you want to go first? Oh, you can start off with the Bruins since they're playing now, if you want. All right, fine. I guess so. Well, your, your sends are playing later today, but... Um, so I guess we'll start off with the Bruins, um, Florida Panthers game, uh, two Mondays ago. Um, I actually had tickets to this game, but I couldn't go. Um, but this was when Pasternak had that overtime goal. Um, he had two goals in that game, but, uh, it was nice to see that, uh, when, when stuff really matters, uh, we actually have that guy. Um, unlike, um, you know, he's like now our new Sagan kind of guy. So that was nice. Um, then, uh, since I had finals, I kind of missed a lot of these games, but, uh, we, oh no, I did see the Washington Capitals game. Um, it was, it was nice that we were able to keep up with Washington. Um, but, uh, we ended up losing to them a 4-3 in overtime, um, I believe, was it Backstrom? Or was it I think it was Backstrom. Yeah, yeah, it was Backstrom, right. Um, 
Then we went on, uh, that started our losing streak. I didn't see these two games, so I can't really talk about them. But um, we lost to the Avalanche, and then we lost to the Toronto Maple Leafs. These are games that we should have won, but um, we didn't. uh, To be fair, the Avs won was the second half of a back-to-back. Right, that's true. Um, but, like, I still feel like the Avs are, like, the worst team in the league. We should well, yeah, beat They gave up, yeah. like, 50-plus shots to yeah. Toronto a night, after, uh, yeah. night after getting blown out of the water by the Avs 10-1. Right. So. Yeah, exactly. We should have beaten those two teams, um, but we didn't. It's just our scoring just wasn't good up to par. Yeah. But, um... But yeah, that's what happens. In the Toronto game, they didn't really get too like they didn't even get thirty shots on two garage. Yeah, yeah, I know that. But they still got four points. So. Yeah. Um, and then on Monday, I did see this game. Um, we played Montreal. That got uh really chippy real fast because we just mentioned this with the Krug hit. There was also uh Emelin hit the um hit Pasternak. Um, yeah. That was also a dirty play. Um, then that led to Krug hitting um, Andrew Shaw. Andrew yeah. Shaw. I thought it was a clean hit just because Shaw was like leaning into him um, and leaning into the puck, and he, you know, and that's that's fair game. Um, and then but Gallagher I could, came in and fought yeah. Krug. Then Gallagher then came in to fight Krug. To Krug I like, think after that. Yeah. Um, so it, it it felt really like a rivalry there. Um, yeah. Rask played really well in this game. I do want to say that because um, he has a history where he doesn't play the Habs that well. And in fact, I think the previous times we've played them, um, Rask has conveniently been out. Um, so um, it was nice. this was uh, Rask's first game against the Habs. Um, this year, um, so but he played really well. He had 30 saves, um, only let out one goal um, in the third period. Um, so, yeah, he played really well. Uh, we need more of that. Um, Austin Zarnick had his third goal. Um, it was like a sh- sh- uh, it was like a slap shot kind of thing. Um, and Ryan Spooner got the overtime goal. Um, so it was. It was <laughs> Funny because uh, like Zarnik, um, you know, is usually like, you know, like he that that was his third goal of the year, um, and it happened to be against Carey Price. So um, I think it, I don't know. This was like a statement game for them, and I feel like um, this was like a much needed win for them um, in that sense. However, um, we lost to the Penguins on Wednesday, Um, but that was an overtime. Um, Penguins, as we talked about, I feel like they're the best team in the league, Um, so uh, just to be able to be in there, um, you know, just to get a point off them was good for me, but, um, you know, um, but yeah, they they lost in overtime um, to Brian Rust, who got the overtime goal. Uh, Justin Schultz, by the way, it looks really good too. So, mm-hmm. um, that that stood out for me. Um, then we play the next day to the the Anaheim Ducks. Um, we lost that four to three. Kudobin was in net, but um, still, that's not an excuse. Um, so we should have won that. But um, 
So we did beat the Montreal. That was the highlight of the. The highlight was uh, winning, beating Montreal and Florida, but um, but we have to we have to get we have to get speaking of winning streaks we have to get a winning streak going. Um, uh, so we play Los Angeles now. Uh, we're up one nothing, but um, into the second period, but. Um, yeah, I I think we just need to get going. We play the Islanders, the Panthers, the Hurricanes um, this week. Um, Florida, Carolina, by the way, is a Thursday, Friday back to back, and yep. then that's it until after the Christmas break. And then so we play. They, they ha- still have a lot of work to do. Three yep. teams and four nights. But those are those are beatable exactly. teams, though. Um, so yeah. Uh, yeah, those are teams you got to beat. Exactly. So. Um, so that's good, I guess, but um, it's still like uh, we should have. Like I, I feel like we should have won a lot of those games that we didn't. So yeah, it's um, usually the, the teams you yeah. should be, but you don't. That really messes with you. Early. Like that's exactly. vic- that's victimized Ottawa in the past. That victimized them last year. Yeah, and um, yeah, it's it's victimized the Bruins in the past too. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's the. Uh, uh, so you just have to win those games. We're not scoring really as much as we should. Uh, Pasternak injury hurts, of course, but um, we just have to get going and you know get on our uh, put on our. I don't know what the saying is. Put on our jock straps and just start going right. Um, so uh, yeah, uh, Bergeron needs to get going. He he doesn't. He's still not as good as he usually is. Um, yeah, I don't think he has a point in December or something like that. He may have one point or something. Hold on, let me look. He has nine points overall. Yeah. Um, that's not good. And he he has... Wait, he doesn't even have his December total. Oh, no, it does. Um, he only has three points in the month of December. So, um, yeah, he, um, he needs to get going there. So... Um, but yeah, so I guess you're going to the Sens now. Yes, and uh, it should be mentioned, uh, those Bruins losses, all four of them, they've given up four goals, so they need yep. to be better sound defensively. Uh, Sens True. also need to be better sound defensively. Their four-game road trip was probably their first wake-up call all year, and uh, you know what? I think every team deserves at least one of those at some point in the year instead of, you know, in the playoffs where you haven't had to face much adversity and your season's over drop of a hat so um uh it's it's easy to see why boucher had a short fuse during uh, wednesday's practice um he was so upset at the tiny details and and he has reason to be upset because those tiny details they didn't do uh properly that's what caused them to fall flat in that penguins game they scored five goals but gave up eight and more often than not when you give up eight goals you usually lose uh, in the San Jose game, they were outshot in what was a lopsided affair. 37-17 to 17 was the shot tolls, favoring the Sharks. Still came away with two points thanks to a couple of late goals, uh, capped off by a game winner from Chris Kelly, of all people. Uh, two afternoon games with LA and Anaheim, back-to-back Saturday-Sunday games. Gave up three power play goals in each game, not combined. In each game, they gave up three power play goals. Unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Um and their power and their penalty kill, which was top five in the league for some time, fell to in the twentieth to twenty fifth range. So um, 
it's amazing what uh, a little bit of a, a lull uh, in, uh, you know, in your special teams can do. Um, just taking a look at uh, some of the stats that they had um, in the um, in uh, the games that have followed. I'm just taking a look at the box scores in the San Jose game. Let's see, Ottawa's power play. Um, oh, Ottawa's penalty kill was actually tested seven times. Uh, Ottawa's penalty kill was tested seven times, and they passed the test all seven times. So that's reassuring. Perfect seven for seven on the power play. Probably testing fate with a power play like the Sharks there. Um, so maybe taking seven penalties that night wasn't probably the best thing. Uh, Mike Hoffman's uh, five-minute major probably didn't help uh, their cause there. In that Devils game, uh, which they won 3-1, to one, uh, we'll talk more about that as well. Um, they only took one penalty, and they killed that off. So much better, 8-for-8 eight eight in their last two games combined. So we'll see how the Sens do against the Islanders when they play them uh, tonight. Um, which, by the time you hear this podcast, you'll know the end result. And hopefully, it'll be another positive result for their uh, penalty-killing unit. Um like I said, you know, anytime you give up three power play goals in a game, you don't expect to win too many of 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 games like that. And you saw them play a little bit better in the rematch with San Jose on Wednesday. They lost in a shootout, but you know they get a point. Uh, like I said, beat New Jersey three to one. They play the Islanders tonight in Brooklyn. Um, it, it's just the little things that they were able to do in the New Jersey game that really. Are, that's that. That's the kind of stuff they need to do in order to win games. Like the first goal, of the game went off Bobby Ryan's shin pad and in, and that's because why went to the front of the net like a good hockey player should. And then again, second goal or third goal, go to the front of the net, goes off a body, takes a deflection. Good things happen. You get traffic in front of the net more often than not. You're going to get rewarded. And uh, the Sens need to keep doing that. They need to keep doing the little things right because that's how you get those one goal victories when you do the basic stuff to a T and uh, Guy Boucher was, like I said, on Wednesday's practice, a little hot headed, um, really let the guys have it. Um, a lot of yelling in that practice. Um, but I think they're slowly starting to respond to that. And that's a good sign. Uh, prior to his suspension, Mike Hoffman was in an offensive groove. He had points in seven of nine games, including that stretch. He got five of his nine goals on the year. 21 points in 28 games for him, 10 in power play situations. Um, and, and it's just um, it, it's just a matter of everyone stepping up to the plate. I mean, uh, Eric Carlson, uh, he's now the franchise leader for, uh, for uh, defenseman points, uh, past Wade Redden for uh, the top spot all time. Uh, to do that at the age of 26, 27 is just... Uh, unbelievable we're so yeah. uh the Sens are so lucky to have a guy like Eric Carlson in their lineup and you know you hope you don't take guys like that for granted and uh speaking of not taking guys for granted a pair of shout outs to uh, uh two be- two absolute beauties on this team uh former GM Brian Murray he'll be the first member inducted into the Sens ring of honor uh and lastly we have Chris Neal who was recognized for playing in his 1000th NHL game uh, he did so against the Kings. He was honored Wednesday before uh, their game against San Jose. I believe, if I remember correctly, he's the 45th player in NHL history to play in over 1,000 games with one organization. 
Uh, he joins the likes of Daniel Alfredson and Chris Phillips to do that in a Sens uniform. It could have been an even happier ending. He he got a chance to score in the shootout. He, he tried a six-shootout move. It almost worked, but couldn't get it to go in. So that would have been nice to see him score there. Uh, in any event, you don't see tough guys like Chris Neal playing in a 1,000 career games and producing the kind of offensive numbers that he has. Um so I think it's extra special when you see a guy like Chris Neal playing a thousand games. So congrats to Chris Neal. Uh, Sens before the Christmas break, like I said, they play tonight in Brooklyn against the Islanders. Visit Chicago on Tuesday. That will be enjoyable. And then they host the Ducks on Thursday. And then everyone heads home for the holidays. So no. um, hopefully they end um, the pre-Christmas schedule on a winning note. Yeah, um, right. It's it's now in the thick of things where like every win matters. So yeah, um, it's getting to that. Not point. just for yeah. afternoon games as well. That really victimized Ottawa during uh, the Paul McLean, Dave Cameron era. So we'll see how Guy Boucher does in that department once we get more afternoon games on the schedule. Yeah. We've already had to go through a few of them, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm just looking at Twitter here. Um, apparently. Uh, uh, Marion Gabrick was a healthy scratch today, so I don't know what's going on there. Um, but, um, all right, social media stuff. Uh, Twitter is Laysem Podcast, Laysem Up, Laysem Podcast for Twitter. Our Facebook is Laysem Up on uh, Facebook. We, uh, we do, uh, we do previews for every night. Um, or we try to. Or we try to. Um, yeah, interact with us. That's, <laughs> just that's all we're asking interact um you subscribe to us on itunes or follow us on soundcloud either or we don't really care for that um email us at least m lace up bag at gmail.com i think that's it we appreciate your feedback there we as appreciate well. your feedback it's good to be back um i'm brett dubuff I'm Steve Ellsworth. Uh, just a minor housekeeping note um, because of the Christmas um, plans that uh, my family has. We're uh, going to try record episode 57 on a Friday. Which means so you'll get this on Saturday. Yeah, probably you'll get this on Saturday. So just a heads up for episode 57. It'll be your extra early Christmas present. And uh, while we're on the subject... Um, while we're still on it, uh, on that subject, hope everyone has a uh, festive season filled with good times good. with friends and family. Hope the uh, ending to 2016 is good to you. Hope 2017 treats you well. We'll talk again in episode 57 of the Lace Up Podcast. Yep.